Greetings, Game Cola faithful, and welcome to the Game Cola podcast. This is podcast number eighty. With me today are Michael Gray and Joseph Barton. Everyone, introduce yourselves. Don't don't get the don't get the order confused. I'm confused already. I thought you said Joseph Barton. I'm like, who's that? <laughs> I, do, I heard that I too, man. Because that would be pretty awesome. Joseph Barton. <laughs> okay. Hello, everybody. I'm Michael Gray. I write Inside the Guide for Game Cola, except for this month and last month, but I wrote it the month before. I was going to say, it's been a while. Like, is that even, like, what else do you do for Game Cola? I feel like you do other things. Um, I, I write fabricated news, and I do random reviews. Were you the one who did... No, it wasn't of the month. Was it the Ten Reasons? Yes, I started. I, I mean, I stopped doing the Ten Reasons when we got the new Game Cola website. Oh, why? What was wrong with the Ten Reasons? I don't know. I just didn't want to do five columns at once. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Joseph Spartan is also here with us today. Yes, Joseph Spartan. Um, I write usually write fabricated news articles or just like um, opinion pieces with their casual review here and there. And uh, I also appear on a lot of the podcast stuff. Yes, I would say probably. Oh, well, now I remember. I I also do hacks and slash, so that replaced the ten reasons. I'll go with that explanation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, podcast regulars Anna Bernarski and Diana Gray uh, are not available at the moment, so they're probably just spending time with their family on Thanksgiving, like normal people. Uh-huh nerds yeah thanksgiving has been killer for me i can't play video games because i've got this five-year-old stepdaughter i need to be watching and the problem is you know we don't play the same video games i was gonna say like you can't just like two players some mario with her no i find it interesting um the way that younger children play video games and I'm, i'm speaking about her but also um how they have video games set up in the library is that you can play video games for free in the library, but they're all touchscreen games. Yeah. And I've noticed that whenever we, you know they try to play an older game where you have to use a mouse or the keyboard, they just don't know what to do. <laughs> it is interesting. Like as much as people talk about like you know tablets and stuff are more intuitive. Uh, I've seen children like there was a, a friend of mine's three-year-old son. And he was literally sitting there playing on the iPhone. And then his mom got a call and she was like, oh, it's your dad. Here, talk to him. And he was like, what is this? And he just like tried to go play on the game again. It's like, no, 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 talk. He's like, I don't, this is a game. Why are you handing me this game machine? (laughs) Like, what do you mean talk? I feel like that's something which is overlooked with the uh, the 3DS. And we should probably talk about that because it's like that it there's a new 3DS, a oh, which is called yeah, the, the new, new 3DS. 3DS, which is just as great of a name as Wii U. Like <laughs> Nintendo somehow doesn't seem to understand the concept that like parents aren't really going to get the concept. Like they have enough trouble understanding that like no, you can't play PlayStation 4 games on a PlayStation 3 or PlayStation games on a PlayStation 4 or whatever. Uh, but just saying, like, it's the new 3DS. Well, do you have any new 3DS games? Well, we have 3DS games that are new, and we also have <laughs> games for the new 3DS. Do you want a used new 3DS game? 
Like, <laughs> well, that's that's why I think New Super Mario Brothers was a horrible title for the series. <laughs> I thought they were going to make up a new name for it, like 3DS 2, or I don't know. Why can't Nintendo of America just say, you know what, forget you, Japan, we're going to sell it in the United States as um, the Dolphin. I was thinking about the Dolphin. There was this one video where, like, a guy was making fun of it, and, like, his character, like, walked into a store... And he's like, hey, can I buy a new 3DS and uh, this Xenoblade game? He's like, wait, it doesn't work. He's like, oh, sorry, that's a 3DS. You want the new 3DS? He's like, oh, okay. And so, well, give me that Kirby game instead. And the game says, like, for 3DS on it. And he puts it in, and he's like, and it doesn't work. And he comes back, he's like, what? This game clearly says it's for the 3DS. And he's like, no, oh, sorry, so you have a 3DS. That game's for the 3DS. Nintendo made the 3DS in response to the success of the 3DS, but you have the 3DS. This game only works on the 3DS. I'm just reminded of Street Fighter the movie, which was the name of the game that was based on Street Fighter, which was the name of the movie. So if you wanted... Why are people so bad at naming things? So if you walked into a... I mean, you know, granted, this was the 90s. So if you walked into a blockbuster and you said, I would like Street Fighter the movie you would get the game. <laughs> and if you wanted the game, you would have to ask for Street Fighter the movie. And that's the thing, is that Nintendo isn't, like, some small corporation. Like, they aren't some new... Like, this isn't a new concept here, guys. Like, this is something you should be able to grasp by now. Like, I just wonder, like, is is the gaming... I can't really say, like, the majority of 3DS owners, but I feel like a lot of 3DS owners get them bought for them by, like, their parents or whatever. If their parents go into the store and they say, I want to give my kids, you know, a game that they can play, and they don't get that there are 3DS games that are new, and there are new 3DS games, then, you know, that's a problem. Like, is that somehow not a problem in Japan? Like, do they not have, like, are parents more educated about gaming systems in Japan? Or is the demographic so different somehow that, like, it doesn't cause an issue? I just don't know. Okay, well, um, you speak Japanese, Jetty. Just look up what the Japanese name is and see if it's not a problem for them. Like, if you look it up, it's like a completely different (laughs) name. Hold on. Oh, here it is. Is that it? Yeah, because it's literally like new Nintendo 3DS. So it's literally. So it's not a problem for them because they say they literally say the word "new" in English, whereas the word "new" in Japanese is different. That's a good point. So yeah, they would go in and they would ask for some atarashi game, whereas in English we say "new game." You know. So they're using different words, but we have to use the same word. And I guess every country that isn't Japan has to use. <laughs> that is a good point. I just wonder. Well, I, I remember reading an article where like someone was talking about how like it wasn't just that the Wii U was a confusing name. What didn't necessarily say that it wasn't a new console, but like also that, and this was something that like a lot of the consoles of this generation did is like when they were talking about revealing and everything, they like never showed the console. Yeah. So like no one had, there was no visual, like no one said, oh, this is the new thing. Like, you know, it clearly looks different, therefore it must be a different thing. There yeah. just wasn't that. So no one knew that there was a new console out because yeah. no one saw any new consoles. And, uh, and like most people, their concept with the Wii U was was is the gamepad 
mm-hmm. you know and so like there was a lot of confusion about well is this an accessory or is it a new console right and like part of it wasn't just that they called it the wii u but that they never actually like showed the console yeah, it yeah. was just always the gamepad yeah, yeah. so in that respect it's like new wii u here is the gamepad <laughs> that's all you got you know, the PS4 and the Xbox One didn't necessarily have, like, controllers. Well, even the PS4, they, there was oh, yeah. their controller was their big thing for quite a while. Yeah, they're uh, weird. But it's, it's hard to mistake a controller for yeah, a entire console. console. I feel like maybe they were trying to avoid the problem of the PS Vita, which, which I feel was like Sony was trying to come up with a name for their new system. And so it's like, okay, what's a word that isn't trademarked in any language at all? Poplar. So they went with Vita, which is Latin for life. And if you were actually watching when they announced the name of the console, the audience just groaned. I found that amusing. Like, you have so many millions and billions of dollars. How is this, you know, the best thing you can do? Like, you spend all this money... Why is it so hard to name a thing? Yeah. Like, you spend so much money making the system... Are they just not like other companies where marketing just controls everything? Because <laughs> usually it's marketing that tells everybody else what to do, not the other way around. This feels like they told marketing, okay, this is the title for the system, just go with it. Like maybe part of the issue is that like, you know, in other you know markets or whatever, you know, Ford doesn't have like, okay, in five years... We're going to get together with Chevy, and we're going to get together with Honda and Toyota, and we're all going to have a big show where we all release our brand new cars at the same time. Like, everything is all new on these cars in the same year. Like, they don't do that. So, like, Chevy can look at Ford's new car from last year and say, well, we want to do something similar to that, but change these things that people saw as problems. So their brand new car the next year, you know, has those changes put into effect. Whereas for gaming, everyone all comes out with their brand new systems, like every five to ten years, and they all do it at the same time. So whatever works or doesn't work, they don't know until after it's already been out, you know? Yeah, I feel that's a problem I have with um, video games. I mean, even just like they have the big, you know, gaming shows, and companies seem to build their releases around those shows. Yeah. I don't know. I think the only example I can give is when, um, you know, they delayed Super Mario Galaxy 2 for six months because they didn't want it to interfere with Pokemon sales. Yeah. And it made me sad because I've never played Pokemon. I don't (laughs) quite know what it is. And so it's like, oh, that's my problem this year is that that's the only game coming out, basically. Hmm? Well, there's, I mean, there's Smash Brothers. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I don't have interest in that either. There's, let's see, what's coming it's, out now is... The problem is is that the games that aren't Pokemon and Smash Brothers are, like, really rushed games that are part yeah. of the series, but are, ended up terrible. Like, well, Sonic Boom, Sonic, debatable, good series at this point. But, like, you know, Assassin's Creed Unity was very poorly received, because it was just, from a programming standpoint, it was incredibly rushed. Just... And there's even more games like that are coming out. And instead of companies producing, like, their top quality games for November, it's ending up more like everyone's just trying to get something with brand recognition Mm -hmm. out for the holidays. Yeah, which, uh, being that it is entering the holiday season, maybe we can actually talk in a timely manner about holiday-related stuff. Since the last two podcasts, we missed 
Halloween and Thanksgiving. <laughs> so Christmas, uh, what games are coming out that we're excited about? Pokemans, Super Smash, Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> uh, Who are the brothers in the Super Smash Brothers? Uh, Green Luigi and Red Luigi. <laughs> okay. I think part of it is like the first game. I think had an all male cast. No, no, they had Samus. Never mind, they had Samus. So I don't, you know, I don't know. Maybe because it was. I would guess that it was just referring to Mario Brothers. (laughs) Just trying to keep up with that. Because, like, you know, that's Nintendo 64 time. So, like, I'm guessing Super Mario 64 would come out by then. I'm not entirely sure. The years on all that stuff. Oh, right, right, right. I was looking into getting... I was excited for the new Harvest Moon game, Harvest Moon 3D, The Lost Valley. But it turns out it's not really a Harvest Moon game or something like that. So... Yeah, they're not even releasing it in Japan, and it was developed by a different company. Uh, like, that's always weird. Sounds like a lot like Sonic Boom. <laughs> Did Sonic Boom? Yeah, they're making a TV show based off of it. of seasons, but they can't use the title Harvest Moon because they don't own it, so... Uh. So let's just say Harvest Moon was, instead of being cool this year, it's kind of weird. I just don't understand how some of that happens. Like, yeah, Sonic Boom, I forgot about that nightmare. It's just, you know, like, the show isn't that bad. The show's actually, I've been catching some of the more recent episodes, and they've actually been kind of improving. The the beginning episodes were kind of dumb (laughs) and not very good, but I think they're getting better. It's one of those shows that's, like, it feels like you can see them getting better at it as they go along. And I can imagine, like, the first episodes were just about as rushed as the game was to a certain extent. So, like, but, like, they've been getting, getting better. But it's still, you know, cheesy. And, you know, it's it's kind of one of those shows that feels like the writers want to write for a more mature audience, but then they keep getting dumbed down yeah. for younger audiences. Because, like, you know, there's, you know, if a show is made for younger audiences, you know, it can still be entertaining in its own right. But, like, when you dumb down stuff that's for, m- might be sort of targeting more mature audience and then dumb it down so that it targets another one. <laughs> It's really apparent, and it's just not... I mean, it might be enjoyable for younger audiences, but you can't, like... You just see the dumbing down. Like, with the Pac-Man TV show, like, there's... You know, you've got the ghosts and stuff, and, like, there's this one part where a guy, he's like, you know, oh, the ghosts are using him as a person, and, like, a ghost, like, pops out of him at one point, and, like, he sits back and then just says, I was possessed! (laughs) Like, surprise, yes. Like... They had to completely spell it out yeah. for everyone, even though it was like yeah, that's what incredibly just obvious. Yeah. Thank you for explaining what was just on screen. <laughs> and like the jokes, you know, they'll explain the, every single joke they have to explain. So like, you know, it starts out like a good joke and then it just drags on because they spend so much time explaining it. Not a super big fan. The new Pac-Man TV show. I'm not a super big fan. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like because they make references for older audiences but they're very few and far between and they don't really start and some of them are just wrong like one time they threw a gotta catch them all thing it's like that's not pac-man <laughs> that, is, that is that is pokemon and there was like no allusion to pokemon in anything else ever but like none of the kids are gonna get that no none of this audience yeah. that they're going for is not old enough to like to really understand like like even like a 10-year-old, I feel like, or, like, uh, something like that, like, would sort of understand, like, the historical significance of Pac-Man yeah. to a certain extent, like, they might be aware, but it just, and maybe, 
uh, my ages are kind of wrong here, but the, the level of maturity that the audience is going for yeah. doesn't feel like someone who would be up to date on video games from the 1970s. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, like, wait, Pac-Man and the Ghostly Adventures. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, because I remember looking at this for a previous podcast and being like, what even is this like why honestly it would probably be like 10 times as better if you see the that red and purple character yeah, why, well why is knuckles in here no wait what is that are you talking about the big red guy <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> he does look kind of like knuckles now that you mentioned it those that those characters are completely redundant they're supposed to be quote 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 unquote unquote <laughs> quote pac-man's friends <laughs> okay they don't do anything Okay. Like, if you read the Wikipedia article, like, it says, like, oh, this one, you know, he's loyal and he's, you know, headstrong and this one's a brainiac and kind of a tomboy but also does this and this. And it's like, that's not in the show. They just say things sometimes. Uh, I just don't. And they're Almost all of their lines are completely interchangeable. The ghosts are can be sometimes, like, they banter with the ghosts because they actually gave the ghost personalities to bounce off of each other. Yeah. But, you know. It, it's dumbed down. Whenever it seems like it's going to go somewhere, it just stops it before it gets in, you know gets too complex. Because it's like the Smurf movies or the Garfield movies. Like, why? Why are you bringing these back? Like, yeah, like who? Who is enough of a fan of the Smurfs to really want two movies about it? And like, I get, I get the concept of like you're bringing back something. So that the parents will be like, oh man, I used to watch this when I was a kid. I'm going to force my kids to watch it. (laughs) So like, since the parents are the ones paying for the tickets or whatever, or in this case, like the games or whatever, you know, it kind of makes sense in a way that they would, you know, be buying this. But the Smurfs were not like... At all related to the original series? Well, yeah, the movie. Yeah, the (laughs) movie. I never actually saw the movie. I assumed it. Because it's not like the Smurf, like... The Smurfs didn't exactly have a rich, consistent lore. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. Like, there were some things about it, but, like, it wasn't consistent. Because it, it, it used to be on Boomerang sometimes. <laughs> Back when, you're, you know, you're a kid and there's, like, nothing to watch, so you watch the Smurfs on Boomerang. And, like, they well, would sometimes have plots, but, like, sometimes, like, you know, it would be in medieval times, and sometimes it, there wouldn't be any other people around anywhere, and it was just... I feel like it's got the same premise, which is um, the premise that I think they're using for the new SpongeBob movie, is that, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we took these characters and made them 3D animated? Oh, yeah. And they're in the real world, which... Jenny, remember when they did that in The Simpsons, Treehouse of Horror, where Homer was 3D? <laughs> It's like, that's how old that idea is. I feel like it's a gimmick, but I don't know. Are they doing that with video games? Like, re-releasing, well, I guess Pac-Man would be an example. It's like, they're re-releasing, they're making a new Pac-Man game just because people who liked it in the 70s might buy it again for their kids. But that's the thing, and like, I feel like this is the problem with both Garfield and the Smurfs, is that like, you have to realize people who were kids in the 70s who are old enough to like remember these things when they were new they're not parents now they're like grandparents now you know i feel garfield makes more sense just because they have the same guy who's in charge of it and he's just been doing the same thing for 
30, 30 plus years. They actually, uh, they actually got a new artist for Garfield, oh, I believe. Yeah. That's right. I forgot. I was able to tell for a while. It's like, wow. It's like, and I feel bad because I can't tell. It's like, well, does this mean they have a new artist or that the original guy is drawing it again? Here it is. The new artist just draws like tiny dots for pupils, and that's how you can tell that it's slightly different oh, from like the God. 1990s Garfield. Sorry, I read Wait, Garfield. Is there a new Super new Garfield movie? Or are you talking about the? Uh, are you talking about like the the older one? I'm talking about. I mean, it's probably been a few years by now, but they were in the last few years. It was like yeah, a, I think I know what you're talking about then. That was during the Bush presidency, um, <laughs> Oh, hold on. Wasn't it? Garfield, A Tale of Two Kitties? But wasn't there a second one? That's it, A Tale of Two Kitties. 2006. 2006, Jetty. It was during the Bush... Wait, yeah. was that the Bush presidency? Wait. Ah, uh, it was... How is this possible? Yeah, I was going to say, it, 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 you were making it sound like it was a lot more recent than it was. Uh, how... <laughs> But it. <laughs> the people who entered, um, you know, high school when the movie came out <laughs> have now graduated college. Because I was like, I remember being pretty young when that movie uh, came out. How is this even possible? Like, I still think of this as if it's something that happened, like, three years ago. <laughs> That's how I feel about Mario Galaxy sometimes. Oh. <laughs> I liked Mario Galaxy. Whatever happened to it? It feels like they're trying to do... I don't know what is up with Nintendo, because Rosalina just started appearing in everything recently. Like, she... Spoilers, I guess, for Mario games, if anyone here cares. But um, in new in Mario 3D World, she's an unlockable character late in the game. You can play as her. And then she was in Mario Kart 8, and then she was in Smash Brothers. And, like, you know, the last Mario Galaxy was, like, you know, what, 2009? Mario Galaxy 2? I feel it's because they don't, they feel like they can't do anything else with Peach. I can, I can see that. It was 2010. 2010, okay. I wasn't far off. Yeah, really yes. not that far off. It was so late. So it's been, it's been four years. But there was, like, a gap where she wasn't really in anything. And then, like, she suddenly started, like, really appearing in a lot of stuff. Well, because she's a legitimate princess character, and I don't know if people have fights about whether Princess Daisy should count as a real princess she's character. Princess she's basically there to, to be Luigi, to be shipped with Luigi. <laughs> and basically, she's yeah. yellow peach. And to offer a color variant if someone isn't fond of Peach's color scheme. Yeah, so now that Mario they have Party. Rosalina, Rosalina, they have a legitimate second princess in the series. Even though she's not really a princess, she's more like the guardian of the galaxy. I feel like that's a movie that came out three years ago. Um, I was looking at the Smurfs, uh, the Wikipedia page for the Smurfs movie. Apparently they're already planning a reboot for the Smurfs movies. What? Yes, because the second one did horribly, but the first one did well enough to get a sequel, so they figure it, it, it can't be because people dislike the concept. Because I feel like the first, the reason the first one was like even like given the time of day was just because it seemed like such a novel concept. Like, what on? This is dumb. No one should be doing this. I have to see what this looks like. And then after that, like, everyone got their film. It was like, I really don't need to see this again. Yeah, like, they were all just reminded of Garfield. I think maybe that's why I think Garfield is so fresh in my mind is because of the Smurfs. 
Oh, I should look up. I, I don't watch any movies anymore, but uh, I'm sure there were movies that came out this year. Probably. Oh, okay, here, let's see. Uh, what games are coming out for the Christmas season? Like, that haven't come out yet? Uh, either or. Because it was interesting, like, because, you know, you've, you got Pokemon and Smash Brothers that released on the same day. Okay. Which, that was interesting. Why is Wikipedia not giving me a list of movies that came out in 2014? Because I'm sure there must be awful remake movies that came out. <laughs> yeah. Does it feel like, and I know that there's like, you know. Oh, Dumb and Dumber 2. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's that. But like, I've, Godzilla. Maybe but, yeah. There's just more to remake, but I feel like we've hit like this media time where like there's just a ton of things being remade. Yeah. Well, like, does. Because like, Guardians of the Galaxy was also like a comic series before that. So, like, does that count or is that just another, like. Yeah, that's. But like, you know, like nostalgia callbacks, yeah. like happening a whole bunch. Like, because, you know. I feel the first ones that I can remember were like Mega Man Nine was like the first yeah. I heard of going back like reboot yeah yeah big old reboot yeah yeah um I mean comics did reboots all the time yeah but like in terms of like video games and movies like first there was I guess there was you know you had Garfield which was what what, what did we find out that was two thousand six uh two thousand four <laughs> for the original oh gosh um. And then you had, like, but you know, it's just, like, people starting with concepts that are already there and, like, well, it worked last time. We might as well try again. But it's weird that, like, you'd think that some of them would be good at it, but they almost always aren't. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why. I mean, the first, like, with Mega Man 9, I haven't played Mega Man 9 yet, and I mean to. Um, and I think that was actually received well. But Mega Man 10 was kind of, like, eh. Mm-hmm. I feel like, DuckTales Remastered also oh, yeah. was... Uh, Overlooked. I feel like they tried to do a good job with it, but people just didn't like it because they realized, oh wait, there's a reason we don't make games like that anymore. It's too difficult to actually play a game where when you die, you actually die. <laughs> and yeah, it's like just because it worked back then doesn't mean like you know, like the original Mario. And this is something I harp on all the time. Like it's a great game, especially in its context. But there are lots of things that it does that don't hold up to the way games are played now. Like, not being able to go backwards. <laughs> that's, just, that's, just, that's just not a thing that happens anymore. Yeah. And it's like... Why was it ever like, a thing? Uh, you should then, be able to replay levels, yeah. And then there's... like, cause like, And the, the momentum was super weird. Like, he was really heavy, and he had this, like, jump arc where he got, like, a boost halfway up instead of, like, a smooth curve. <laughs> like, he would go fast and slow down and then just sort of maintain this consistent speed. <laughs> and it's like, Which was, it was impossible. Was it World 4 2 where you had to make that really difficult jump where it's like one block that I'm, you jump on? I never played World 4. <laughs> I always skip them. That's another thing. Oh, yeah. Games that you can, like, skip 90% of. <laughs> well, wasn't not... World 4... I mean, that's the fastest way to beat the game, is you, you warp to World 4, and then you immediately warp to World 8. Mm-hmm. And so I would always die on World 4 slash 2, because you had to make that really difficult jump. And if you ever make it to World 8, you have a much longer series <laughs> of impossible jumps. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you don't have speed, you just go so slow, and you there's no... You can't run backwards to gain momentum. You have to go forwards. Oh, yeah. And, like, there's no... There's, like, looking for secrets isn't really... Like, they hide all these secrets around, but the game is not designed for you to go searching for them. Also, also timed levels. Uh, I don't think that's a thing they do so much in video games anymore. 
Unless it's like a really main focused game mechanic. Yeah. Like the point of this is to do it fast. Whereas like with Mario, it's just like, hey, don't spend too much time goofing off. You can't goof off forever. You have you have to play the game, sort of. It's kinda like man, come on, just let me it's just no point. Let me speed run if I want to. I had a thought, but then I forgot it. Me too. <laughs> um what about Mario? Oh, man, that's a fun game. I feel like that's something else they don't do with video games is um, do they package games together anymore? Like Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt on the <laughs> same cartridge was so cool. Last I've heard of that was the Metroid Prime trilogy. Well, but that's different because it didn't come... Oh, you mean like a, a game that came with the console that was also a double game? Well, no, I just mean double games in general. Because, okay. like, I mean, because well, done... you can buy the Metroid Prime games separately, or, like, when they were released, you could buy them separately, right? Because, like, yeah. could you even buy Duck Hunt by itself? We well, can buy <laughs> Mario by itself, surely. Mm, apparently, you can buy Duck Hunt by itself. There was, in fact, a triple one, yeah. wasn't well, there? I got, I got the triple one. It came with the one that came with the power pad, uh, and it had world-class uh, track meet. I only got my um, NES in, like, 2000, I mean, 1995 or so during the SNES era. So, um, I, I, that's why I've never played any Super Nintendo, is because I was getting caught up. I do want to pull out my, um, you know, NES and play more games on that. Actually, I was thinking about trying to do a speedrun. I didn't mention this. I should mention this on Game Cola. I actually did a speedrun for um, Nancy Drew, The Deadly Device, which got accepted by a Speed Demos archive. Wow. Mm. Yeah, and it, it took forever to get through their processing system because they had no uh, verifiers who were familiar with the game. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, I have no idea where it is now in their system. I know they've accepted it, and I've submitted everything, and then I guess now I just wait for them to eventually post it. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, I was thinking I like speedruns, but... Also, I like all these obscure games that nobody really knows about. So I wonder if you could find a uh, a place where you could post these videos that uh, focuses on obscure games. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Jetty is the the master of subtle influence. <laughs> well, I would say the Nancy Drew games are super obscure. They've sold millions of copies but i guess the thing is is that, like there's still i mean that's like saying that uh you know phoenix wright isn't obscure yeah like, but you know it has sold millions of copies but if you ask your normal person on the yeah. street hey i'm gonna go home and play some nancy drew they're like what yeah you're going to play it you're gonna play a book <laughs> yeah i'm i'm playing the the uh the choose your own adventure book what are you talking about yeah so sorry i just saw this this popped up on my tweeter that apparently Dancing with the Stars just had some sort of Nintendo dance. What? I'm going to send you the link to the picture, or to the post, and you guys can see this. Oh my. It looks curious. There were lots. I, my, It was on downstairs. There were lots of interesting. Yeah, um, Dancing with the Stars is a thing. I like yeah. I'm just what is the concept of dancing with the stars, but I don't dance, so that might be the reason why. <laughs> I, I learned Irish step dance, but I can't dance it with anybody else because some of my friends are classically trained. <laughs> why is Mario and why are Mario and Luigi in like plaid? Yeah, like. And what's with the cross overalls? It's weird. 
It's weird. At least they're very sparkly. Yes. This is true. This is true. I like the part where Peach is coming out of the pipe. Mm-hmm. And I also like that Luigi seems to have a shell. Like, is that actually there? Is that, oh, I think that's just edited on. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's there in the background. It just looks like it's in front of him in that one shot. He's moving. Mm-hmm. America, what even are you? Yeah, so... I don't know. I, was, I think I was trying to transition to saying I want to do a speed run for DuckTales 2 for the Game Boy, but I probably won't. What, 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 how, like, much does it have to be? Because, like, okay, like, think, because you hear all the stories about, like, not stories necessarily, but, you know, you've got those plots where it's like, I'm going to set the world record for standing on one foot while singing the Star Spangled Banner with peanut butter smeared all over my face. <laughs> And, like, no one's going to really care about that kind of record. So, like, at what point is, like, I'm going to set the speedrunning record for this game because, like, no one's played yeah. it. <laughs> so I'm going to hold the speedrun. I'm just going to beat the game and say, that's that's my speedrun. But even, like, if you die and you don't play very well, if there's no one out there who has played the game to play it faster than you or shown, like, record themselves playing the game, does that count as a speedrun? Yeah, or especially with games that, like, the minimum amount of time that could possibly be taken compared with the maximum amount of time, there's only so much variance that can be had, you know? <laughs> or, like, well, incredibly long I... games, you know, games that it's like, it's a speedrun, it took 32 hours to speedrun through, you know, Fallout 3 or whatever. Like, is that really a speedrun? <laughs> That's why, I mean... uh speedrun demos archive i mean that's why they have their you know processing system and i think at one point they said if your speedrun is over eight Mm -hmm. hours we're just not accepting it (laughs) and so that one oh gosh that one gamecube game barely got through because they played it on multiplayer and were able to cut it down to like under six hours (laughs) What, what gamecube game was this uh, whatever a GameCube RPG is, the multiplayer one. Really, you know, like, I would think, like, GameCube RPG, that shouldn't be very limiting. But, like, I can't really think of a lot of GameCube RPG. I can't really think of, I mean, I can think of, like, the Pokemon. Tales of Symphonia? Is that it? Is Tales Maybe. of Symphonia multiplayer? I don't even know. GameCube and RPG just don't, like, <laughs> mesh in my head that much. Like, I mean, I mean, like, I had the Pokemon games, the Pokemon GameCube games, but that's it. Hmm. I can't really think of anything. Like, if you mentioned it, I would probably, like, you know, you said Tales of Symphonia. I'm sure there are others, but I just can't think of any. It's weird. Yes, the Tales of Symphonia, you know, speed runs uh, about six to seven hours. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and so that's... That is literally the game I'm thinking of, Tales of Symphonia, and, you know, they normally would be ineligible for a speedrun, but they played it on multiplayer mode and got it down to 7 hours and 48 minutes. (laughs) So it was barely on the edge, but I I guess people, I I guess the website decided to throw them a bone. Do we have any fan mail? We don't. Ah. No, I also wanted to mention that there's a new speedrun for Super Mario Brothers, which I think they did like six months ago. Somebody found a glitch which saved two seconds. (laughs) That game, just the speedrun is so tight right now, there's basically no room for improvements. Except for something like that, where you find a previously unknown glitch. Yeah, I did hear that there was a new glitch that was found that had something to do with, like, if you play two-player mode and you like climb up a vine in world six something or whatever and then die and then you come back as 
Luigi, who's still on World 1, then, like, the colors are changed or something. I don't remember what it was. Well, let me find the glitch here. This was done in um, uh, June or so of this year. Okay, so the glitch that they did was in World 8-2, which is where it gets kind of crazy. So let me actually see. Okay, he's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping again. Jump mm. some more. <laughs> Super long jump. Is he going to jump? jump? Wait, is he going to jump? No. He waits, and then he lands on top of a bullet bill at the same time he hits the flag <laughs> to end the level. And that's the glitch which saves him two seconds. Why? Because it doesn't go like... Yep. But Or wait, he has to wait like an extra second for the bullet bill to actually get there. So, no, it still saves two seconds. But, you know, he spends a second of waiting, so I guess it cost one second to save two seconds <laughs> and then the rest of the run is 100 percent like before is this a tool assisted speed run or like a physical speed run it has to be tool assisted I think this is, mm, let me see i don't think it says so i like the thing like sort of like the opposite like people who are like just trying to find glitches to see if anything happens but like i remember like someone was talking about um it was a video for super mario sunshine which is a game that's a little loose around the edges, let's just say. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great game, and I, I, I really do like it. But, like, especially near the end, like, just some parts aren't really coded very well, and you can it, it can start getting glitchy, and the platforming's a little weird. It's kind of like they didn't, instead of, like, trying to make the 3D platforming work, they just gave you Flood to account for the fact that it's really hard to platform. So they gave you the ability to hover. <laughs> which works for most of the game, but then, like, you know, there are other parts where they want you to do stuff without the ability to hover, and, like, the game is just like, I can't control this very well. Yeah. But, like, there's this one part where, like, there's a shine, which is basically the stars of the game, and it's, like, always visible, but it's the last one you get for that world. And they were trying to find a thing where, like, if you could get to that shine, like, at the beginning, then it would unlock all the other possible shines, and it would, like, really shorten, you know, how much time it would take to play the game. And so, like, people were just like, okay, we'll just find a glitch that does that. <laughs> and I think they were, like, they were at it for, like, a week, and they just, like, you just jump this certain way, and you fall through the roof, and you, you get the shine. It's just I, like... I keep hoping that they'll find a, a glitch for um, Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door, because if they can figure out the glitch to get the super boots at the very beginning, you basically will skip 90% of the game. I did also see that uh, somebody was trying to do a blind play of one of the Legend of Zelda games, and they... Wait, which kind of blind? Like, literally like, blind. Okay. Like, blindfolded. <laughs> Not, yeah, and okay. the guy was trying to, like... He was climbing, like, a fence, and... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. Like, a, it was, like, a graded wall yeah, yeah, yeah. in a dungeon. And, like, he was climbing it, but for some reason he, like, swung his sword or something, and, like, it caused him to fall through the roof, and uh, that was a new glitch, I guess. But it didn't help him. <laughs> no, he had to, like, he spent, like, 15 minutes going, where am I? I can hear the boss. Because he was using his sword as, like... Yeah, well, he could, <laughs> he could count how many, like, hop steps left or right he did, and he could use his sword to, like, swing and say, I'm still on the fence, or, like, I'm not on the fence anymore. I can hear myself running, you know? Which is, it's interesting, because I, for whatever reason, I keep up with the speed running for Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, and the current speed run, the glitch is to um, get to the first boss battle, and then glitch your way back through the door, 
you know, the door which closes behind you as soon as you enter the boss room, and then kill the boss through the door. <laughs> which, I, you know, I don't quite understand the logistics of how that glitch works, but it, it's funny, and <laughs> and done right, it allows you to skip ahead to um, basically the very end of the game. I don't know why those two parts are connected, but... Weird. So where you've killed Ganondorf. Yeah. Just skips right ahead to that cutscene where he just falls down and dies. <laughs> but on the on the 3DS version, they they discovered a, a new glitch which um, allows you to skip even further. Which is um, how much detail can I go into this? Do you guys know about Ferrari's Wind, which is like the green fairy magic which allows you to warp? Mm. I'm vaguely familiar with it. I'm, yeah. So so the glitch is for you to activate that at the same time. You know when you kill the second boss you know, Dodongo, you're supposed to step into the blue light, and then the game will take you up into the sky, and uh, you have a cutscene where Link gets the Goron's ruby. And so what happens if you activate the warp magic at the same time that Link is warping into the cutscene, the game throws you directly into the ending credits. Hmm. <laughs> that's the true speed run for <laughs> Ocarina of Time 3DS. It's like, well... I remember seeing one, like, Super Mario World glitch where, like, the guy just, like, hops on a Yoshi and then, like, just starts breaking everything. Like, he hops on top of him while eating a thing and then, like, hops on the thing as Yoshi's spitting it out and, like, throws Yoshi around and, like, he does all this stuff and the game, like, slowly becomes more and more, like, slow and mangled and then all of a sudden it just kind of, like, blips and then it's the ending credits. <laughs> Which Mario game was this? Super Mario World. Oh, okay, yeah. You could kind of do something like that in Super Mario Galaxy 2, but I was neighbor, never able to do it because I can't mash buttons hard enough. <laughs> but there's an infinite Yoshi hover glitch, which basically you can activate it to get to anywhere. Because <laughs> the planets have gravity in that game. So, mm -hmm. But with, with Nancy Drew, the deadly device, one of the new glitches can I discovered... You, can you jump infinitely? I cannot jump infinitely, but I can make it so... Um, it's hard to explain, you know, there there are, like, cutscenes that, that play in the background. Like, um, Nancy will see something happen and then comment on it. So it turns out if you pull Nancy's cell phone out at that time, uh, the Nancy who's talking at the phone will talk at the same time as Nancy in the background. And so they just cancel each other out because Nancy can't talk at the same time Nancy's talking. <laughs> so what happens? Um, it just cuts off the dialogue and saves you, like, three seconds because you don't hear anything Nancy says. Oh, which I suppose isn't important if you already know what's going on. Yeah, so, you know, I, I, <laughs> I'm I, just kind of a jerk, so what I, did was I did that trick. At the very end, Nancy sees a video. She sees a video of the, you know, the culprit killing the victim. And so I had her do the phone conversation to break that, um, her line about, oh my gosh, it's so-and-so, he's the killer, dun-dun-dun. <laughs> I played the phone conversation of Nancy talking to Deirdre, and Deirdre's like, hey Nancy, did you find the video yet? She's like, no, I haven't been able to find the real security footage, I don't know where it is. <laughs> While the video is playing in the background. <laughs> nope, haven't found it. No idea what's going on. <laughs> what's a video again? A video game. Oh, Jay, always tying it back around. Oh, man, oh, there's, man. There's a reason you're, you're podcast commander. I know, I do command the podcast. Oh, my. Someone beat The Legend of Zelda in 31 minutes and 25 seconds. That's...
quickly. This is pretty quick, yeah. yeah. I feel I like we're, we're seeing a lot more, um, I guess, novelty speedruns. Like, people are speedrunning BART versus the Space mm-hmm. Mutants for the <laughs> NES. And, uh, gosh, Rocky and Bullwinkle for the NES. They're just speedrunning really awful NES games. Yes. Yeah. Because I guess people are like, well, I can't get into playing Super Mario because everybody knows how to do it, yeah. and it's basically impossible to get into it, but there's not a lot of competition for Bart versus the Space Mutants. What about, like, games that where they're, like, they are, they're, like, randomized? So, like, there are, like, influences towards the speedrun that are outside of your control. So, like, if an enemy decides to show up like this or like this. Or, like, yeah, like, in a, an RPG with random encounters, like... You have it's... to have lots of backup strategies is basically it. What what I did was, um, with my Nancy Drew speedrun, it's basically, you know, I saved the game before all of those randomized areas <laughs> or randomized puzzles, and then yeah. I would just replay the puzzle over and over and over again until I got a really fast speed. <laughs> Does that count, though? Yeah, it, it's called a multi-segment run. Hmm. Interesting. As long as you're using the same save file, it's technically not cheating. Interesting. That, okay, it's so. kind of like what Nathaniel does in his videos of Mega Man, like where he like plays the one level over and over again, except he doesn't do it fast mm-hmm. necessarily. He does it until he gets the version that he's really happy with. Yeah. So right now I'm watching a speedrun of Super Mario Brothers 3, which allegedly beats the game in three minutes. <laughs> What is this person? Oh, okay, he's getting that magic key. Or is it a yeah, whistle? That, yeah, the the whistle that like takes you to like yeah. the work whistle. Far away world. Well, he. I think this. I'm gonna hope this person does my strategy because I I didn't know. I think this is part of the reason I don't like Super Mario Brothers three. Although everybody adores it, I like number two best. Is because I always played it to get straight to the end. So I've never seen worlds um, two through seven. You missed out on the shoe. The shoe? Yeah. yeah the shoe, the, the Karibo yeah, shoe. Yeah, the shoe is the best part of the entire game. It's like, tra- it's not it's not translated for some yeah. reason. Okay, yeah, so this person is basically doing my strategy of you know, warping directly to the end. Like, why did they even have them in the shoe? <laughs> okay, why is this person in world number seven? What? Why, why are you going to world seven? The shoe. Skip directly to world eight. The giant what? shoe, even. Because they can already walk on the spikes themselves. <laughs> like, like they who, don't need protection. Who sat and was like, you know what we need? We need a Goomba that's in a shoe. And isn't it they're like that you have to do something specific to even get in the shoe? You have to kill them without... Like, there's a way to kill them... You have to kill the Goomba, but not the, but not the yeah, shoe. I can't remember exactly, but... Do you have to jump on it and you can't use a fireball? Is that what it is? Probably. And I think if you I think if you jump on it twice or something, you might actually like also kill the shoe. I don't remember. It's only in like two levels, if even it that. Is, it might only be in one level. Like ah, uh, and that's the most disappointing thing. And it's only in like part of the level, you know. Uh. Mm-hmm. There's in Mario World they or Mario 3D World. You could, there's something like it, but it's a skate instead of like a hopping boot. <laughs> but you get you like ride around in a skate shoe. <laughs> Which I guess is more appropriate, because then, like, you know, the Goombas can skate, but even but then it's like, it's not the same thing as, like, flopping around in a shoe, just, like, walking normally. <laughs> but you use it in sort of the same way, like, the shoe can go over, like, um, spikes and stuff, and you won't get hurt, but, like, you still have to, like, you, it's always, it always treats it like it's on an ice skating rink, so you have to control it like that, <laughs> like, you're always moving forward. <laughs> kind of weird, because, like, it does that even if you're not on ice. Weird. <laughs> on hard metallic spikes. 
or in the snow. That's definitely how skates work. Definitely. Especially when you're just riding in one of them. <laughs> they just constantly go forward. Yeah. Now I feel I feel kind of depressed with some um, speed runs now that it's all just glitch fest with uh, older games. Like nobody yeah, plays the game legitimately anymore. Your speed run is basically, oh, I'm glitching this and glitching that and glitching that, and I skipped all the way to the end of the game. The end. Yeah, because I guess it, to a certain extent, it's like instead of doing a whole bunch of things really well, you just have to find this sort of one thing that works really well. Mm-hmm. And I can like certain like I again, and it's sort of like just a like I can respect like someone who found a glitch and then used it well enough to get to the end of the game. Like I can expect respect that but you know to a certain extent it's like not that entertaining <laughs> yeah to like watch someone just like you know it's like if you programmed a save state that goes to the end <laughs> credit like you know you're beating the game really fast yeah. but like you know you don't play the yeah. game <laughs> there's like something to be said for like going through the game like the way it was intended and doing it really yeah. well instead of taking advantage of exploits. I wish there was a name for that. Because, like, we don't need to get rid of, like, tool-assisted speedruns or speedruns that make use of glitches. But, like, you know, sometimes I just want to see someone play a game really fast and play it, play it like, like, with, like, something like, you know... I feel like 100% completion yeah. uh, ones usually do that. Because, you know, you can skip to the end of the game, but, you know, you won't have everything necessarily. Yeah, like... And mm-hmm more about making sure you get everything and in that respect it's sort of like more like playing the game well yeah yeah and i mean like sometimes uh and that's what always disappoints me is whenever i see a lot of the boss battles like the excitement of the boss battle is completely gone because usually what happens is they find that one spot that the boss can't hit and they just you know jam the attack button and it's over in like five seconds like, that's not quite mm-hmm. as satisfying as actually watching them battle the boss, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, so, like, actually seeing them play through the entire game and do it well is a lot more interesting than, like... I mean, you know, it can be interesting to watch glitches, but after you've seen it, it's like, well, that was it. Yeah, I feel that's why Speed Demos Archive now has a category. I don't know when they introduce it, but I think there's a category called, like, Large Glitch or mega glitch i don't know we're like they try to they try to get that in a separate category because otherwise it's just crazy yeah i should know because i was just looking at it three seconds ago give me a second (laughs) large skip glitches okay i don't know how they define large skip i guess they do it with um just based on the game like the one was it was there a legend of zelda game where like if you jumped and bombed and jumped and bombed you could get over a wall that you weren't supposed to get over um, with, uh, it's funny with the, um, you know about old games, um, Jetty, uh, Super Nintendo, um, Legend of Zelda. Link to the Past? Yeah, the way to get through that, to super glitch it, is, um, basically if you swing your sword enough, you can sort of get into a wall. <laughs> okay. Yes, but the second you, the second you stop swinging your sword, the game tries to push you out of the yeah, wall. Yeah. Because that's how that's that's basically the normal I way mean, it works. In real life, how swords work. So the the speed it throws you away from the wall depends on how far you are into the wall. The way to speed run the game is to get like I don't know ten or so pixels into the wall, and then the game throws you all the way to the other side of the map to account for it. And and then basically it's like oh you can beat that game in forty eight minutes I think. 
That's so weird. So I don't know. I wouldn't think it's very long, even outside of that, if you know what you're doing. I don't know. It took me forever to beat the game myself. But right, but like if you know like exactly where to get to every dungeon, and it's not like you don't have to consult a map, and you know like what a fast order because you can do them out of order. Mm-hmm. And it's programmed like that. It's not like taking advantage of a glitch. You can do them out of order. Um, I feel like you would. It feels like like not like an hour as opposed to forty eight minutes, but I feel like a couple or maybe a few hours you could probably get that game down. I don't know though. I haven't played it extensively. I'm watching one and it says four minutes and fifty seven seconds, and I'm not sure. <laughs> If I'm reading this accurately. You mean four hours and 57 minutes, perhaps? It says glitched speed run. But the thing is, is that he's at 350, uh, or 345, and he's still... <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. Okay, now he is he is in the final boss. <laughs> and now he went through, and now he's in the... Oh, he got the Triforce, 457, or 457.39. Hold on, let me, let me watch what he actually did to get there. Okay, so he got he got Zelda and got hit by the swingy guy, which threw him through a wall, and then he just starts walking up under everything through all the walls until it. Oh, that's right, because you're in the castle already, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's where the end of it is. So he just walks up after he got thrown into the wall and just keeps walking up. I never find any glitches that, like, speed up the game. I just find weird ones that do it, if anything, hinder yeah, the like game. Yeah, like, get you stuck and have you, like, force restart. Like, there's this mm-hmm. one glitch. It was r- incredibly hard, because I found it by accident first. It was in Mega Man 1. I found it completely by accident. And then I, like, spent, like, later I tried, I was recording, and I spent, like, half an hour trying to get it to work again. But, like, you go into Iceman stage, and you go... There's these penguins that are flying through the boss chamber because in Mega Man One they had enemies in the in like the bot between the boss doors. Mm-hmm. So you've got these penguins flying down, and like usually if you're approaching the boss door, like once the boss door comes into view, the penguins stop spawning. <laughs> but if you if you time the penguin coming in at like a certain point, it won't like kill the spawn, so they'll stay there. And in that game, Mega Man always gets knocked back the direction opposite he's facing, regardless of where he got hit Mm. from. It was like you had to moonwalk. You had to start going towards the door, turn around, and walk in the other direction. But, like, you're still moonwalking in. And get hit by a penguin at the exact time. Oh, yeah. And then it'll knock you back through the the door. And you go through, and, like, it starts the thing. And then you're going through, and, like, the, the, the music starts, and his hell fills up. And then you get hit. And you bounce back through the doors and you end up in the boss chamber again. And you can walk back and forth. The penguin stops spawning. Iceman's health bar turns red. Like for the, like the regular bosses in the castle stages. Yeah. And then you can go through the doors and it basically just starts everything over. <laughs> and it's something to do with like the way the game like discounts you as an object if you've been hit going through the doors. Because like an easier one is to like get hit in like say Cutman's stage yeah. and if you get hit through the doors you know those two guts blocks that you can throw at them yeah you'll if you're being hit through the doors while that starts you'll fall through the guts blocks mm. like you'll land on the floor and then as soon as the battle starts it like does that Mega Man shunt you out to the side thing mm. i made a video about it where you can do it yeah because uh um, i mean i guess it makes sense is that uh while you're getting hit you're invincible and then if you go through the door it probably doesn't cancel the invincibility because also, like, mm-hmm. when you get knocked back in Mega Man, if you're over a pit or whatever, right, you don't fall mm-hmm. until you're done getting hit. 
right? Yeah, and that actually reminds me of the speed run for DuckTales for the NES, where um, in the moon level, the glitch is to be hit, and you're you're invincible for like that two-second frame, and you can use that to go through the door at the end of the level. <laughs> Because normally you're supposed to go on a spaceship and find a key, and then you show up, and now that you have the key, you have Gizmo Duck blow open the door. But it turns out you can just use the invincibility segment to just glitch your way through that door, <laughs> skip 90% of the level. It was in Mega Man One. You could still get hit by, you could still die by spikes if you were in your invincibility. But then after that, if you were in your invincibility frames, you couldn't get hurt by spikes. Interesting. But you would, you would still die if you fell into a pit <laughs> while you were being hurt. It is interesting, like, cause I can just tell about like how they acknowledge, like, probably in the first one it said. If you are in a pit, then you die. Whereas the other ones said you get damaged the maximum amount of damage, right? Like, does that make sense? I, I, don't, I don't know. I or, don't know how it works. I mean, spikes. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm just guessing, but I'm basically saying, like, probably what happens is that if it says, like, if your position equals spike position, then you're dead. Whereas in the other games, it calculates it the same way that damage is calculated. Just that it does your complete life worth of damage. Mm. I don't know. I'm just guessing, but because I know in in Mega Man Three, you've got the you've got the second controller that you can hold a button oh, yeah. and you won't actually die if you fall into yeah. a pit, and then you can like get health back. Yeah. So I think I think and then it's like if you fall into a pit, you don't die. <laughs> it would be interesting to see what happened if you jumped on spikes while you were holding that button. <laughs> Uh, things are so weird. But then again, like, uh, you know, as much as I say, like, things were interesting back then when there wasn't as much testing and, you know, programming was more difficult, sometimes things are just so incredibly complex that there's no way to really test them, you know, completely. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Sonic Boom where you can pause and Knuckles will jump forever. <laughs> yeah. Video games. Yep. I remember being so impressed by the graphics in... Uh, Link to the past. I don't know. I just remember not liking the ending. Like, the last two levels were just too difficult for me. <laughs> and like I said, I, I mean, I never played it on the Super Nintendo, so I don't have, you know, the nostalgia glasses. Yeah. Mm. I don't know, like, I, it's weird because even though I played Link to the Past when it came out, and even though, like, I very much enjoyed it at the time, I don't really have that much... Like, I don't care that much about it. <laughs> You're not in the troop that says it's the best Legend of Zelda game of all time, best video game of all time, even. Gone. Jenny's more of a bubble bobble man. <laughs> I remember playing Bubble Bobble for a while and then never being able to finish it because it takes forever. Well, like, is there a beating to Bubble Bobble? Isn't isn't it like a hundred levels? Oh, probably. Surely like there's at least eight. a point where I think there's a final boss, but I think I think like after that boss, you might get cycled back to the beginning. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's what I normally think of those games. I do find it. I know. Ram, yeah, I was saying Rampage has an official ending, which I got to one time. I was just thinking, like, it's interesting how much effort because like people have researched what actually happens in Bubble Bobble. And it's interesting to think how much effort went into, like, how the different power-ups work and, like, what, you know, what happens when this happens. Like, they've made 
it's all entirely pointless, but they put a lot of work and thought into it. It's just very, like, strange. Why? <laughs> what, do you mean, what do you mean it's entirely pointless? Uh, hold on. Bubble. Bubble. I'm trying to remember what it even was that they did. Is that, like, the way that you bubbled things... Uh, I, I used to know... Uh, oh, that's right. You got different endings. Um, and... I feel like I did a write-up about it on Game Cola at one point, uh, but it's been such a long time that I can't remember what it was. Just that, like, there were different things that would trigger special events, and it seemed like it was random, but actually it was just so incredibly complex that it was pointless to try to do it, you know? Mm. Well, then, like, most games are like that to a certain extent. Like, it's stuff is random events are based off of something. Because, like, you can't just randomly generate a number. Yeah. You have to have some sort of seed. You have to have some sort of starting thing. Yeah, and especially... And so, like... Yeah. Like, I remember, like, some guy found out that, like, with Legend of Zelda, like, the way... What item enemies dropped was based, like, on how many times you swung your sword and, like, if you had gotten hit. Yeah. Like, and it sort of cycled through. And so you could, like, if you knew how it all worked, like, which enemies were in what categories, you could find out, like... You could set it up so that you could do a speedrun where you got all the items that you needed in, like, a certain pattern. Yeah, uh, in Final Fantasy 3, uh, or, you know, 6, the one for the Super Nintendo, uh, the way that they calculated what, or was it Setzer, his special attack was like a slot machine, and the way that they calculated what would come up on the slot machine was based on what animation played last during the battle. So if you used... It was like an echo grass or something, and then immediately hopped on and had him do the slot machine. You could guarantee to get Joker Doom, which was like the insta-kill thing. And so like the way to beat the end boss immediately is just to use an echo grass and then you know use the slot machine like it's just so weird to think that like they couldn't have come up with a better way to randomize it so they were like well to the average player this is gonna seem really random it is um yeah i'm just not enough of a final fantasy fan but i know like all the major speed runs of final fantasy involve taking advantage of things like that but i think it's more that they use it to avoid um whatever is the trigger for the random battles when you're wandering around yeah. I don't know what that is, but they use that to avoid random battles when they're uh, walking on the map, and so they basically just power them straight through to the end of the game. (laughs) But then you're not going to be leveled up enough. You can figure out how to beat the level. I don't know. (laughs) You could be like Paper Mario Sticker Star, where you play an RPG where you don't level up. Yeah. I mean, I know there are, uh, you know, low-level runs. I do like those games where, like, you can, with strategy... Leveling is just, like, a buffer towards your skill. Like, you only need to level as much as you aren't good at the game, and if you're really good at the game, then you wouldn't need to level necessarily. Like, um, the Mario and Luigi series. Like, you have all these dodges that, you know, you if you do them all correctly all the time, you won't ever take damage. Yeah, yeah. And so you could effectively beat the game at any level, though you would, you know, you'd gain levels from having to do the required fights, obviously. Yeah, or like uh, Metroid, where you can avoid getting all the uh, E-tanks and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That is actually the strategy in the, the one Metroid game I'm actually good at, the one for the Game Boy Advance. There's a video walkthrough for it on Game Cola's YouTube channel. Yeah. Check out our YouTube channel. GC.net? That's at the end of the podcast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
but the strategy is to avoid, um, you know, which E-tanks are, I think it's that you need to get a minimum of three E-tanks, but the strategy is to get certain E-tanks, because there's a minor animation or a sound thing that plays every time you get an E-tank. <laughs> yeah. And so it saves seconds to skip that. <laughs> yeah. I know for Cave Story, one of the like suggestions for, you know, doing low level or you know low health runs, because you can skip all of the things that give you bonus health. And so like you can go through mm-hmm. the game with only three hit points. But the the suggestion is to skip ever getting the missile launcher, because then instead of randomly getting either health or missiles, you will randomly get health. Mm. So I need to play Cave Story again and get the good ending. Look up how to get the good ending. Because there's, like, one step that's really easy. Yeah? And then there's, like, another step that's just incredibly convoluted. <laughs> well, which one's the good ending, which they consider, or, like, going... I don't know. I just know that there's a good ending, and I didn't get it. Okay, because there's, like, multiple, multiple different endings. And, like, uh, like there's the one where you actually beat the end boss, and that's just the end of the game. And then there's the one where you yeah, go on. Yeah, that's, that's the, thing I, the one I did. Because then, then there's the one where you go through the sacred grounds and you beat the, like, creator of the island, Balos, and... I don't think I did that. Yeah, that one is, like, a hardcore... It's tough. Like, I've done it before, but it's very difficult. I had enough trouble with the regular final boss. Mm-hmm. It is a pretty good game. It's an indie classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just weird stuff with Metroid Fusion. Um, it's possible to hit... Because uh, the way the game works is you're supposed you hit the boss and the boss is invulnerable for a certain period of time. And so what you have to do is you have to fire two missiles pretty much. Um, so one hits the top of the boss and oh. at the same time one hits the bottom of the boss. And so the game counts it as you hitting the boss twice. Yeah. To avoid the fact that um, you know the boss is invulnerable after you hit it, yeah. and also once Samus gets the plasma beam, it says the beam deals damage for every frame that it's inside an enemy, so you have to hit the enemy at a diagonal because that way the animation of the um, you know the weapon going through the enemy takes longer <laughs> and it does more damage. I was like, this is stuff I would never be able to figure out. <laughs> and the one thing they did figure out is. Uh, I might have been able to figure out myself was the the one enemy that you need to hit the enemy from behind. It's an enemy that jumps over you. It's these weird enemies at the end. Yeah. So basically, you need to hit the enemy from behind. But the way the game programmed it is just to make sure that you're not facing the same direction as the enemy. Hmm. So if you fire your uh, missile at the enemy and then immediately turn around, the game says, oh, you're not facing the same direction as the enemy, you must be behind the enemy. Interesting. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's kind of funny. Yeah, I do like video games. Oh, sorry, I'm watching the stupid, what? The run of Link to the Past where they're like cutting through walls. And like the first one mm-hmm. was that he did the, the running boots. Mm, and, yeah, the Pegasus boots, yeah. Yeah, and then like at the same time did like a sword swing, like the spin around swing. And that for some reason like cut him into the wall and then fired him into the next map where he then was on top of a wall and could just walk around. And this other time he he kept hitting start or whatever in order to uh, bring up the you know save load menu. And if he timed it right, it would just let him slowly walk through the wall. And now he's, like, phasing in and out between worlds while slowly walking into a wall. 
Sorry. I don't know. I mean, are we uh, are we wrapping up this podcast? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's been a good one uh, for our holiday podcast of sorts. <laughs> Well, it's not the ho-ho holiday. But, uh, okay, no, uh, thank you everyone for listening to the podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to check out our actual internet website, GameCola.net. Uh, if you watch this on YouTube, then you already know about our fabulous YouTube channel, GC.net. Uh, if you listen to this on iTunes, then you know that we are on iTunes, where you can also rate us, uh, you know, rate us five, because we're the best. And, you know, if you don't want to rate us five, then, I mean, who even really uses iTunes anymore? Like, honestly. Uh, we're also on Twitter, where you can tweet at us. We're at GameCola. We are on Facebook, where you can like us. You can just search for GameCola. We're on Tumblr, uh, tumblr.gamecola.net, where you can reblog us i feel like is that everything is that all of our did you say itunes i said itunes and i said okay. not that we're not on itunes if they don't want to rate us five and we already mentioned the game cola youtube channel yes and i mentioned the game cola facebook and twitter and tumblr did we mention our actual internet website where they can read things i did we have other things other than the podcast we have reviews and we have columns and we have uh videos and such you mentioned the fan email. You can also send us emails. We are on the email. If you want to. What is what is the email? It is on the information superhighway. The quote web. Some call it cyberspace. But Jetty, what if they would like to know the email address that they should send their email to right now if they have a podcast topic? Yes, if you have a, a topic you'd like to hear on the podcast, feel free to email us podcast at gamecola.net. Send us an email on the information superhighway. So yeah, thank you everyone for listening and thank you everyone for being here. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Welcome. And goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Yes, if you have a if you have a, a cut. Picking podcast co- topic. I, I say, I say. <laughs> <laughs>